With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure earning women of color, tune in Mondays at 12 New Eastern Standard Time as Deborah Hardnett, CEO of Deborah Hardnett International and founder of The Professional Black Woman, showcase the triumphant journeys of these powerful sisters. You will be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278. Today's broadcast is brought to you by www.wealthysisters.com, where the show can be heard 24 hours a day. And now your host, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by the professional black woman. You can visit us at www.thepbw.com. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-figure earning women of color, and our purpose is twofold. First, we love to inspire and encourage the listener, and second, to edify, promote, acknowledge, and just say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I am Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network. Today is Monday, January 24th. 2011. Can you get that in your head there? Wow. I hope you're as excited about your future as I am because I need you to know that it is very bright. And you know what? We are here every week at the same time. That's Mondays at 12 noon Eastern. So go and spread the word. Now, first, I got to just take a quick moment and say thank you to everyone for making my birthday weekend so wonderful. I was just overwhelmed by all of the outpouring of love and kind words you shared. I mean, you will never know what a blessing they were to me. And I don't take your time lightly, and I realize that truly time is our most valuable asset. So once again, thank you from the deepest point of my heart. Now, our show today, indeed, is going to be another great one because I must tell you, I love, love, love what I do. I mean, I thrive on receiving and sharing powerful, practical, and life-changing information, and that's what we have for you today. Do you ever think about all the years and tears and the sweat equity you put into your business? I mean, your baby, the one you've been birthing and stroking and carrying and seeing go and grow and all types of things you've witnessed, and Are you wondering about the protection? Do you ever think about, do you have a covering over your business? Or are you even sure where to start? Do you even know what I mean by your brand? And is your brand, your business, your baby protected? 
Well, you know, you might be starting out as well uh, today in business. Maybe you, you're trying to figure out what it is that you want to do and not quite sure what the difference is between a trademark or co- copyright. Well, as you know, how we do here on Wealthy Sisters, we have a sister here today who is doing the big, I mean, big things. She's absolutely one of the best at what she does. I mean, she lives, eats, and sleeps this stuff, and she is on our show today, none other than Miss Aurelia Mitchell Durant, Esquire. I think that's a powerful name there. So I need for you to grab your pens, your tablets, get your questions ready. Go call, tweet, email, text, fax, Facebook, everybody, and let them know that they need to be on the show today because if you're serious about your business, you want to make sure you've got it protected. And we've got the dynamic Miss Aurelia Mitchell-Durant Esquire on our show today that's going to help you get prepared and stay prepared and protected, shall we say. So make sure you mark us right now uh, as your favorite. Follow us so you can always get the reminders about our show. You can uh, tune in, have your people call 347 838 We will uh, do our very best to take some questions at the end of the show. So uh, get those ready. Press 1 to let us know that you have a question. Also, uh, you can listen live to us and any of our archive shows at www.wealthysisters. That's S-I-S-T-A-S dot com. And uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. We are there. Deborah Hartnett, we're out there. We want to stay connected. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this phenomenal woman. She is the talented and dynamic Aurelia Mitchell Durant. And she started working at 14 and really has not stopped. She's a graduate of Temple University and Rutgers University School of Law. Aurelia embraced on a career, or shall I say embarked on a career, centered around intellectual property law, concentrating on trademarks and copyrights. Since 2001, she has operated her own law office, and she has been a successful entrepreneur in the music world. In addition to her activities as a practicing attorney and assisting entertainers with legal matters through her entertainment management firm, Aurelia has served on the board of directors of several nonprofit organizations as both general counsel and as a board member. She's uh, been involved in several community organizations, churches, you name it. She is not only a wise woman, a, a wealthy woman, but definitely a generous woman as well. So today she makes sure her question or the question you would ask, is your brand protected? She makes sure her clients' brands are protected. So we are not going to hold her from you. We uh, we really want to get into the show, and uh, I'm going to take a quick break, come right back, and we're going to hear from none other than the dynamic dynamic person we have on our show today, Miss Aurelia Mitchell-Durant Esquire. I love saying that. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. This segment is sponsored by WillDrake.com. That's www.WillDraike.com. The hot new suspense novel, Bad and Worse, A Tale of Men, published by Permal Coast Publishing. Sometimes the only way to stop a killer is to love him. Available in stores November 2009. Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, the Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. 
visit us at thebatygroup.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-I-E group.com. Or call The Baby Group at 877-264-7699. Did you know the IRS will currently reimburse you 55 cents for every business mile you drive? Stop struggling with mileage logs and start turning your vehicle mileage into cash. TrackLog is the first comprehensive automatic mileage recording solution. Turn this small device on, easily track your mileage, and keep more of your money in your pocket. Purchase your TrackLog today at TRAKLOGG.com. That's TRAKLOGG.com. Hello, how are you today, Miss Mitchell Durant? Hi, I'm so glad to be here, enthused and excited, but happy and happy, happy to be here today. Well, thank you. We know we got you a little early. Uh, you're in the Arizona area, so we know we appreciate you for, for getting started, your morning started with us today. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> so welcome, welcome, welcome And, uh, you know, we, we love uh, talking to the phenomenal guests as yourself that we have on the show We like to get a little nosy, a little background information We we read some of your powerful bio there But let's start out by uh, sharing where you actually grew up And give us a little more background on how uh, you created or you were created, as we say, uh, in the career that you're in today. Okay, Deborah, I absolutely love telling this the story, the urban story. Oftentimes it's the urban story that, that gives people insight into our character. Um, so mm-hmm. my urban story is that I'm from North Philadelphia and um, lived in a uh, an environment where, um, I'll put it this way, uh, it, it, it was kind of rough and tumble, but I didn't know that it was rough and tumble. Um, <laughs> I was always an avid reader, and through reading allowed that to transcend the environment for me. So I was one of those kids in the hood that didn't realize that I was living in the ghetto until I got out of the ghetto, if you can understand that. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, at, you know, I went to Temple University, which is in Philadelphia, and had a wonderful time there and then went on to Rutgers University School of Law, and uh, the way that I approach the legal profession is as a ministry. And as a ministry, one of the things that I try to do is to make sure that I teach people about their covering and what it means to be covered because the law is our covering because we look to the law as our recourse because if something happens and someone wrongs us, we can look back and say they broke the law. And we absolutely expect for there to be some recourse attached to that. And the same thing is applied in business. And trademarks and copyrights gives us that covering that we need in case there's some kind of a wrong. It gives us our protection. And my goal and my strive and my focus and my passion right now is making sure that everyone understands what it means to have your brand protected. Because, Deborah, as you know, when you birth 
a business, uh, we call it safeguarding your dreams. Okay, because that's your dream. That's something that you always wanted to do. That's something that was birthed inside of you. And it's important with any dream that you protect it. And that's the the biggest battle was holding on to it, you know. And the law is set up so that you can protect it, your dreams, your your desires, your wishes, that becomes your business. Um, So I'm here today to talk to people about what it means to protect that valuable commodity that's your brand, that's your business. That defines mm-hmm. you, and hopefully that's your passion. Mhm, mhm. Oh wow, you have said so much. I mean, hopefully that's your passion. First of all, we should be doing what our passion is, and we are always talking about that on the show today. That or every day that we do the show, that uh, we have the right to live and do what we want to do. That we don't have to do a job. We don't have to just work uh, or even work in a particular business if we don't like it. Uh, we have that choice, so I, I love the fact that you mentioned that as well. Now, you know, we got to go back a little bit because you are so humble. You just, just kind of skated over the fact that you went to Temple and Rutgers, so you got to tell us how you made that transition from your, you know, your upbringing. You talked about the reading. What, you know, wh- how did you even know that that was where you wanted to go? Well, well, Deborah, I, I was, I guess, what you would call a peculiar child, meaning that, um, you know, if I didn't have an identifiable role model, I would create one because oftentimes you want to, you know, for me, I wanted to emulate um, people like Mary McLeod Bethune and, you know, C. Dolores Tucker, who's also from Philadelphia. And if I didn't know those ladies and if I wasn't in the company of those ladies, I would be able to make up what those ladies would be like and what they would tell me and what kind of instruction they would give to me to live my life. So I -hmm. guess to some extent I ended up at Temple and also in law school because I dreamed my way there, you know. Mm -hmm. And if you dream and if you dream hard enough and if you dream big enough, you can go anywhere. And that was something that Mm -hmm. was a reality for me from the age 14 that I knew that if I dreamt it, I can become it. Mm. Mm. That's powerful. What how do you how do you help someone get that concept that, you know, if you, you dream it, you can become it, especially when we deal with the process of time. You know, you said you you since fourteen, so that was several years before you actually got there. What do you share with others to to uh be prepared or to to go ahead and follow the dreams or to actually believe in the dream? Well, I, I think that a lot of times, um, with at least with young girls, um, there there may be something that impedes your ability to dream. And and what I try to do is, if you have to journal or if you have to create a vision board, sort, you have to have some mechanism for being able to free yourself to dream because there's freedom in dream. You know, there's freedom in that. Oftentimes you might have to uh, free yourself or find some activity that frees you to be able to dream. For me, I didn't keep a diary and I didn't journal. I would daydream. And sometimes my daydreams would be so real that I thought that they actually happened. And I watch as I go through my life, I watch as some of those daydreams come to pass, and I'm really in them. And so when I graduated from law school, I was walking in a dream, and that's what it felt like for me. So. I, I just I would implore anyone if they're 
if they're embarking on any kind of task, to be able to free yourself and step back a little bit and think about what your wants and your desires are and why they are so and allow yourself to be free enough to dream. Mhm, mhm. I love that. What, what do you mean about why they are, you know, the wants and desires that we have? What do you mean by why they are what they are? Uh, well, I think that a lot of times it, what I mean by freedom is that life happens and somehow mm-hmm. you tell yourself that what your dreams are are not your dreams, okay? For mm-hmm. example, that mm-hmm. because you have to pay the bills, you may put your business concept on the back burner and it becomes your plan mm-hmm. B. When it when mm-hmm. it would have, your desire in your heart is that that becomes your plan A. And so some mm-hmm. of this is a faith walk in terms of being able to bring your dreams to fruition and to allow Mm -hmm. yourself to see that that is something that's possible. But a lot of times life intersects and we tell ourselves that we don't want it or we we want it, but we can't have it. And so what that does is that diminishes our, our drive and our desire to go after what we really want. But at the core, it's still part of our dreams, you know. And so if we can be free enough to not allow life to jump in the middle of what we're called here to do, then I think that we mm-hmm. would be just miraculous people. Mm, mm. Wow, that is because, I mean, it's, the studies show that we don't even really tap into all of our power that we have, our brain power. If we're just talking science, you know, if, if, if the spiritual aspect of it or the intellectual part of it is too much for a person to, to hold on to right now, just the science of it. It's that we barely use the amount of or the percentage that we could really use in our brains. So that that is awesome. I always think about this, too, when we talk about the dreams and our goals and our vision. Well, I have to just say to myself, and as, as I walk, is just to know that, look, this was not put in me. Uh, I didn't make it up. It was it was put in me. It, you know, I was I was created to do what I'm doing for a reason, and um, mm-hmm. that that always helps me you know, stay on track, even when you know you feel like, is this? Am I? Are you serious? <laughs> you know, what That's am I? Right. What am I doing here? Yeah. So, I love the fact that you have really carved out this niche and um, focused on the intellectual property. And we've had conversations around that, and I've always been fascinated uh, with this subject. And in any kind of way we can learn about it, share with us what. Uh, intellectual property really is because I know a lot of times we think, well, I have a business, but I'm not an author, I'm not writing a book, or um, I don't have an invention. So explain to us what intellectual property really is. Well, I I call intellectual property dreams on paper, okay? And, And what that means is intellectual property is what comes out of your mind. So when you're when you're daydreaming or when you're journaling, it's those ideas and concepts that come from your mental exercise. So, you know, anything that comes off of your intellect becomes a piece of intellectual property. And the reason why it's called property is because it has value. You know, and if you think of um, your thoughts and your plans that you come up in your head, I mean, you, you have to have to remember and appreciate the fact that that has valuable, that's valuable. 
you can transfer it, you can gift it to someone, but that's your your idea. And how many times have we had situations where someone says, "Oh, they stole my idea," and that's because it didn't didn't get from your head to paper. So intellectual property mm-hmm. is called dreams on paper. That's where you take your dreams mm-hmm. and you put it on paper, and that piece of paper mm-hmm. gets protected, and that's mm-hmm. what intellectual mm-hmm. property is. Wow. So g- give us some examples of, of some dreams that people have so that we can, you know, make it even realer for them, if that is a okay. word. <laughs> okay. Well, I think one of the the, uh, the biggest examples that I can think of is that I talked to a young lady about five years ago, and she had a concept for a gospel showcase. And she was going to travel the country and do a showcase. And she was talking to record labels to see if, Mm-hmm. She can give a big prize of a recording contract, and she was going to wow. record it. Okay, and, and and that became what Sunday's best. <laughs> wow. So wow, that was a dream wow. that she never put on paper. <laughs> wow, wow, wow! I knew yeah. I knew you were going there. With wow, wow! That's right. Somebody that's right. It was called. It. Mm-hmm, that's right. It was called the highest praise gospel showcase. And it just never, wow. never got on paper, you wow. know. So that was a dream for her, you know. And, and you know, it could be a dream deferred now. I mean, you could, she could do something right. else, you know, with that dream and that desire. You know, it could just be deferred, <laughs> you know, wow. that kind of thing. But that, that's an example. <laughs> so what, what, what could she have done to, to put it? When you say put it on paper, I mean, you got this dream, okay. She obviously shared it with someone who, instead of was just talking about it, you know, just acted on it, you know, for whatever reason. I don't know what her situation was, but what could she have done? What could, what could she have done as far as, you said, putting it on paper? And well, the, 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 the first thing she could do is to, to actually put it on paper and get a simple copyright on the idea and the concept. Okay. Um, and then okay. before she, she tells anyone and shares the idea that she gets them to give her a confidentiality agreement, that they agree not to share it. And because she's like most eager uh, dreamers and business owners, that she was so happy about the concept that she was telling everyone, mm-hmm. trying to elicit support. And in doing that, mm-hmm. she didn't back up and protect it. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it, it would have been as simple as, one copyright and a confidentiality agreement, you know, wow. before she shared the idea. Wow, you know? wow. And what's, what's interesting and so, is, uh-huh. what, what's so interesting is that even her uh, her venues, she, she, when she shared it with me, she had identified which, which venues and which cities she was going to go to to put on her showcase, and all of that was the wow. same. You know, wow. but she just never got a chance to put it on paper. Wow, wow! Yeah. And something like that is is not doesn't sound like it's that expensive to do. If you're saying do the copyright, I mean, what what is someone typically looking at? You know, as far as expenses are concerned, getting a confidentiality agreement. I mean, can't you find something like that on the internet? Not not taken away mm-hmm. from. Of course, using an attorney, but I, I, I want to stress, you know, how simple this could be for us all to do. 
Well, I mean, to get the copyright, for example, if she were going to venture to try to do it herself, uh, she might, depending upon what classification she used, it might have cost her about $65, okay? And then she might have been able to find a form for free on the Internet. But, again, that's based upon the fact that she was aware. And that's why it's important to know what you, what, you know, how you get covering. Like when we go to church, you go, you hear people talk about you got to be covered. You have to have a church home. You got to have some covering. Well, a lot of people don't know exactly what that means, you know. So, right. you know, what I try to do is I try to educate people on what that means. How can you? How can the law cover you? What is it about the legal system that can can be your covering? And what must I do to make sure I have that covering? Mhm, mhm. And, you know. and if we talk about etymology or breaking that word down, covering, it, it, it means exactly what you're saying, right? It's, it's a form of protection, so that That's if right. someone comes against you or what have you, or tries to, in this case, uh, sample <laughs> what you put out there. That's right. I mean, what if she had protected herself? Okay, in an example like this, what would that covering do? What 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 could she do right now? Well, you know what? It, it could have given her recourse or some mm-hmm. kind of argument as to why she should, at the very least, be part of the conversation mm-hmm. about Sunday's mm-hmm. best. It brings her mm-hmm. to the table. Mm-hmm. It may not mm-hmm. shut them down because, again, remember, mm-hmm. she was still working on whatever she was working on, still trying to get the money mm-hmm. together to do it. But it at least brings mm-hmm. her to the table because mm-hmm. she was there and had it out there before that came about. Mm-hmm. So it gets us at the I'll, table. I'll rem- and, mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, no, no. You I said, some, sometimes that's all we want. All we want is to have a seat at the table, you know. Mm-hmm. And for sixty-five dollars, mm-hmm. she might have been able to have a seat mm-hmm. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. to get a little meat from that seat. That's too. right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I think, <laughs> which is always good, right? That's right. <laughs> uh, I think about uh, that sister I heard about that actually wrote The Matrix, um, and I guess it was, you, are you familiar with that story? No, the, I'm, the I'm not totally familiar. Yeah, she wrote, she wrote The Matrix and uh, the movie The Matrix, and she took it to the studios, and obviously they uh, they actually created it and never gave her any credit or anything and, and it was some years but she won I think last year it was she won several I believe several million dollars uh in a, a lawsuit from that. So um I'm not sure what the yeah. exact numbers are so don't quote me on that. But um I, I guess that would be an example of using the law as the covering, you know, protect to protect yourself there. So That's right. That's wow. right. So, so tell us now, we've talked about the intellectual property, and I know um, we see those symbols with the R, and we see the symbols with the TM. What what are those called, and what are the differences between them? Well, the difference is the symbol of a TM is something that you place there, and what you're doing mm-hmm. is you're you're telling the world that you, you think you have a trademark. The The mm-hmm. R means that it's actually been registered. Now, I mean, the thing is, registering a trademark puts the world on notice, okay? It puts okay. the world on notice that this is your mark. So if we take a less lofty example from the uh, Sunday's Best and we use 
someone that's operating a business on the Internet. Let's say the name of my business is uh, Chit Chat and Chew, and I sell food products. Okay. Okay. You know, I'm selling food products, and let's say I'm doing it in New Orleans because that seems like it would fit. So I'm selling food products in New Orleans, and I have my name as Chit Chat and Chew. Okay. I register my trademark so that anybody in the country that wants to come up with Chit Chat and Chew will know that I have it, okay? So it gives me that protection that I don't have unfair competition that's going to take business away from me. And it's really important now because of the Internet, and the Internet allows us to be everywhere doing business. Mm -hmm. So that's why Mm -hmm. it's important Mm -hmm. to do a federal trademark because I could be Chit Chat and Chew, although I'm in Louisiana, I'm selling products in New York. So the last thing I would want is for another person, another business to start up called Chit Chat and Chew. And here my clients are thinking that that's me, and it's not. Mm. And it's not, and the business is not the same quality, it's not the same brand, and uh, giving your brand a a bad reputation or taking the money from you as well, you know. Yeah, and I mean, in that, in the trade, that's called called diluting my brand, meaning that my brand is is my goodwill, and that's what I build up in the community. And the confusion Mm -hmm. of another business dilutes my brand and makes my Mm -hmm. marketing not as effective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you know how much money you can spend on marketing, and we need right. to be as effective oh, yeah. as possible. <laughs> oh, yes. Right. We need those seeds that we sow to reap a harvest. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> so you also, I know just looking on your website, by the way, we know that website is, give them, give them your website information is, Oh, it's www.ismybrandprotected.com. Right. So it causes right. you to ask um, a question every time you go to the website, ismybrandprotected.com. That's right. <laughs> <com>. Ismybrandprotected. <laughs> and when you look on there, I know since you brought up about the Internet, um, with everything being so popular today with websites, you talked about that, that word, what is it, cyber? Is it cyber? Snatching? Cyber what, squatting. What is it? What, Squatting, Cyber yes. squatting. Tell what that yeah. is and, and well, how well, you help people with that. Well, cyber squatting um, is a term that was created to uh, – it, it, what it means is someone is sitting on my name, okay, mm-hmm. is, what, is what it means. So, And mm-hmm. that's where somebody will buy your name. So, for example, for those of us who know that we are going to do big and wonderful things in business and – Um, you know, someone would see that and buy our personal name, for example. So they'll buy Mm -hmm. Aurelia Mitchell Durant and sit on it, Mm -hmm. knowing Mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm about to launch, and then I go to register my domain name, and it's taken. And that's Mm -hmm. what a cyber squatter is, okay? Mm -hmm. And because there's no real regulation on the Internet, that's allowed to happen. So part of your business plan at the beginning would be to set up protections, meaning that you would make sure that you register your domain name. And the reason why I put it on the site is that a lot of times people confuse your domain name with a trademark, okay, Mm -hmm. because a trademark and a domain name are very different. You can have a trademark and not have the domain name. 
Your trademark is mm-hmm. what you're going to use when you do business, but your domain name is what your your web address is on the internet. So mm-hmm. I have an article there about cyber squatting, explaining how important it is at the beginning of a business to get a handle and to understand what cyber squatting is, so that when you go to buy your domain names, you buy as many applicable domain names as you can and understand that that's very different from your trademark, you know. And in some instances, you you may be able to. Mm -hmm. No, 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 go, go, go. You said some I said in in some instances, you may be able to go to the squatter and Uh ask for your domain name back, you know. But, But because there's no regulation on the Internet, they are allowed to sit on your domain name and then charge you a whole bunch of money to get it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think about the stories I hear around that when I was employed at a, a major airline, and um, they they had to buy the name. This was in the 90s, and they had to buy their name from someone and pay millions of dollars, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to get that name from that person. So, yeah, that's that's big business. So you don't even – you don't have to have a, a website ready for it, but you can buy that domain name just, you know, even later if you're going to – do a website or, like you said, buying variations of it. That's that's great advice, great advice. Mm-hmm. And well. the, the other thing is that if you trademark your business name, they wouldn't be able mm-hmm. to use it. So they'd have, mm-hmm. sure, they'd have your domain name, but they would never be able to use mm-hmm. it because you've taken right. that step of protecting your trade name. If they okay. were to use okay. it and post it on that site, they'd be infringing. Okay, okay, but they can keep the domain name. They just couldn't use it. That's right. That's like, right. Right, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I see that. I see that. Well, look like our lines are, are popping up here. Our chat room is going off. They're like, oh, that's trifling, but it is business. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> we have a, a question here. What we'll do is maybe take, if you, you want to take one quick question here before we go to the break, and um We'll uh, see who this is. So please state your name and where you're calling from, please. Hello. 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 Hi. Welcome to Wealthy Sisters. How Hi. Are how are you? I'm fine. Thank Wonderful. you. I state um, your name, please, and where you calling my name from. Is, my name is Theodosia, and I'm calling from okay. Georgia, okay. Atlanta, so Georgia. What's your question? My question, I might be talking a little off of what your conversation is, but um, what it is, I have a lot of paperwork, um, like poems and notes and letters and stuff that my husband was writing before he passed. And uh-huh. and it, it looks like you could put it on a car, in a card, a card writing, poems, a whole lot of little stuff that he would write on a piece of paper. And I wanted to make a card, make cards out of them, like greeting cards. Okay. I might be off. The, I'm off off the thing now. That's okay. So like, are you, you are know, you like greeting cards. Copyright that. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what I wanted okay. to know how I go about doing that. I have a lot of stuff. You know, I one time thought about make you know putting it like all in a book, and then I thought about some of them are short. You know, okay. so maybe so, if I can put them into a card, like um, a, um, mahogany has uh, cards and stuff like that. 
Right, right. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. So we want to. We can. It's a couple of things we can help you with, and we can give you our number with that. With as far as actually publishing it, but today let's talk about how she can actually copyright that. Would you think that would kind of handle part of her question? uh, Well, I, I think the the easiest way to get a copyright generated would be to do it as a compilation, meaning that you put them all together. And then as you use them, you license the use for the purpose of publishing. So put them all together, type them up in some format, and then copyright the whole collection as a collection. And then um, that's that's the easiest way to do it, especially for a book of poetry. And then as you uh, present it, then you would give what's called a use license back to Mahogany Cards when they want to publish it. Okay. And that's, okay. that's the easiest and they way use to do license. it. And they uh, use license. You give them back a use residual license. Residual. Okay, okay. That's right. Okay. That's right. Okay, that's 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 money coming in. That's right. <laughs> when you that's just right. did something one time, that's what residual is. That's that's, that's a great right. way of doing that. Oh, wonderful! That's right. Give her your number um, so that she can learn how to copyright it as well. Sure, I can be reached at eight seven seven three seven four three nine seven zero, or also on my website, which is ismybrandprotected.com. dot com. Thank you so much for calling. Yeah, and if if you want to look at the publishing piece, you can call our office at 800-917-9435, extension 803, and we can help you actually put it in the book form there. Uh, We're going to go to a quick break, come back. The lines are uh, rolling here, and take some more questions and talk about that poor man's copyright, because I want to know what's the real deal on that as well. So our very special guest today here on Wealthy Sisters is attorney Aurelia Mitchell-Durant. We'll be right back after this short break. Do you find yourself overwhelmed in paperwork? Are you struggling with administrative tasks preventing you from doing what you really love? Then consider hiring a virtual assistant. Call M. Alexander & Associates Incorporated, toll-free, at 1-877-894-0564 or join them on the web at www.iwillassistyou.net. Would you like to reach quality professionals? Expose your product and services to thousands on a monthly basis? Advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Our packages include both on-air and website banner placement. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803, or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com to begin building your brand today. Yes, we are live back on of our 
our featured success team members on the Professional Black Woman. So she's a part of the team. You can definitely go and visit her there at www.thepbw.com as well. And uh, it's just great to have you here on our show today. When we left, we were talking about that uh, poor man's copyright. Kind of wanted to get a little bit more information on that. Would you share what that really is, or is it something real, or can, can people do that? Uh, well, uh, poor man's copyright is like a, uh, well, I call it an old, old wise tale, okay, because what it means is okay. that I can mail a cop, mail a document to myself, and that means that I've copywritten it. And if you, okay. uh, all over the Internet, you can Google ways to do a poor man's copyright, and then you can also Google ways to fake a poor man's copyright. And for that reason, <laughs> there's really no real protection in mailing a document to yourself because mm-hmm. you mail it in an envelope and you have to not open the envelope unless something happens like infringement. And then supposedly we're supposed to believe that what comes out of that envelope is the same thing that you put in it. You know, <laughs> so... And, you know, okay. That, <laughs> that that doesn't work you too well. Now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know, if I wrote, you know, the uh what Medea's family reunion and I put it in an uh, envelope and I mail it to myself, I would think I'm gonna have a hard time with Tyler Perry and believing getting the court to believe that that's actually mine. I think I would take mm. the step of copywriting it. <laughs> Officially. <laughs> Officially, okay. Yes, right. Well, if that yes, was right. they, they told me I could do that. I tell you, they is always busy sharing that's what right. they could do. <laughs> that's right. Well, wow. Well, let's go back and take some more questions. The phone lines are lighting up here. Uh, hello. Welcome to Wealthy Sisters. Please state your name and where you're calling from, please. Hello. Hello. Yes, hi. You have a question? Hi, good afternoon, ladies. My name is uh, Tanisha, and I'm calling from Montclair, New Jersey. And my question is, I started a nonprofit 501c3 last year, and um, the name and the logo I I made up myself before I got the 501c3. I also um, just got an LLC license, and I wanted to know, um, in order to copyright and protect the name um, and the logo, can I do it under my LLCC even though um, it's a part of the 501c3? Because this name came to me when I was 16 years old, and I'm like 40 now, and then the design of the logo, and just in case something happens with the 501c3, I don't want it taken from me because it's mine. Oh, that's okay. a great question. Okay. Now, the 501c3, um, did you start the 501c3? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, and is there a board with the 501c3? Yes. yes. Okay. Did the board ratify the logo and the name of the business? No. No. Okay. So so is it is the logo and the name not used for that business? Yes, it is. Okay, okay. Well, what you'd have to do is have a board meeting and um, discuss. So I guess none of this has been copywritten yet, right? No, ma'am. Oh, okay. Have a board meeting with the board of the 501c3 and enter into a resolution 
that would allow the copyright and the trademark to be done for that name and that logo. And then you can also... Well, no, no. The the name and the logo are... Mm -hmm. The LLC is your own personal LLC, right? Yes. Okay. The logo and the trade and, and the name mm-hmm. you're going to have a meeting and have a resolution that okay. removes that from the 501c3 okay and okay. is there a particular form or something or place i have to go in order to do that or it's just uh, an agreement document uh between me and the board of directors well now do you keep bylaws and, and uh yes meeting minutes yes okay well as part of the meeting minutes, you would call, have a call to order, and you would say, I'm resolving that uh, the logo and the name be removed from the purview of the 501c3. And everybody would say yes, and you would record it in the notes, okay? Oh, okay. And then you would copyright the logo mm-hmm. and trademark the name. Under me. And then you can, hmm, what was that? Under my under my name, you can do that because you've removed it from the the five hundred one c three. Okay. Okay, and then what you do is you do it under your name. Mm-hmm. Then you can license it back to your five the five hundred one c three. Okay. Because remember, when All you right. get a copyright, you have license ability where you can license it to be used. Okay. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And what I'm sorry, the the thing that you called it again was resolution. Yeah, whenever you're making a change in a five oh one C three, you do it by resolution at the board meeting. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. And so oh you well, def- Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. But you know what well, you can definitely do is give you, her your number. Yeah. I certainly will. My my number, Tanisha is Eight seven seven three seven four three nine seven zero, and my email address is info i n f o mm-hmm. at ismybrandprotected.com. dot com. Okay. Good, good. That's Thank that's great. Thank you so much for much. calling in. Thank you. Oh, you're All welcome. Right. Definitely get in touch day. with her. <laughs> so we're gonna to go to another caller here quickly. Uh it looks like it's calling person calling from the Maryland area. Please state your name and where you're calling from. Hello. Hello? Hello. Yes, hi. State your name and where you're calling from, please. Uh this is um can you hear me? Yeah, yes, please go ahead. Okay. This is uh, Cookie. How are you? Hey, Cookie. Hi, Come Cookie. Come off the speakerphone, dear. Come on off the speakerphone, okay. Miss Elaine. <laughs> Eleanor. Come on. Yeah. Hey, hey, everybody. First of all, let me say hey, Philly sister. I'm a Philly sister. How you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. I do have just a quick question. I know you guys have to go. Um, my question was kind of similar to what the young lady just asked about a 5013C. 501c3. Mm-hmm. Actually, I would like to go into nonprofit, and I was wondering how do you protect it once it's uh, your business is a nonprofit? Do you still go about it the same way, um, <clears throat> or is there something uh, completely different? And I don't have a board 
Okay. Well, well. whereas I, I instructed Tanisha to have a board meeting and do a resolution, if you haven't started that yet, if you haven't started your 501c3 yet and haven't filled out the paperwork, then you don't have to do a resolution. So the good thing is that if you're at the very beginning, you can put your put your ducks in a row right now and own the trademark and own the logo and then move into your 501c3 and license it back to the 501c3 to use it. So you can get all that done before you actually set up the business and protect mm-hmm. it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You follow me your name. That's uh-huh. right. That's I right. Do, uh-huh. I do. Um, uh-huh. uh, will this, now do I still need to, um, with the LLC license, how would that, will that affect anything or No. Oh, I mean, no, no. Because the LLC is not really a license. Okay. W- would you explain that? Okay. Well, the LLC is your form of business. That that's okay. your incorporation status. That's okay. very different than your trademark. So you can right. be, for example, you could be Mattel, for example, as your Mattel Incorporated or Mattel LLC, but your your trade name is Barbie. Okay. For example, so your LLC is very different from your trade name okay. and your logo. They're two separate things. The point of doing an LLC would be to protect your personal assets from mm-hmm. any business issues. So if anything goes wrong with the business, you won't have to be concerned about them coming to take your car, okay, because you've right. insulated yourself from the business. That's the point of doing a incorporation. But the trademark is protecting your name so that no one else will be able to take your business name and your business purpose and do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, thank you for calling me in, Ms. Burke. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, let's go. We'll uh, take a few more callers here shortly. But I wanted to just ask you about, um, since we're talking about the Internet as well, can people download information from the internet and use it on um the website on their website like if they found something they want to copy or what have you and paste it on their website what what are the the laws around that uh well no they, they you can't do that uh without permission mm-hmm. because again if that material were copywritten you'd be interfering mm-hmm. with the copyright Mhm, mhm. So what, that's where you you have the copyright symbol down at the bottom of your website. Is that something that you actually have to go to have copywritten, or can you just put the symbol at the bottom of your your website to show that it is copywritten? Well, you, you, the problem with putting the symbol is that it it's not you haven't given notice to the rest of the world that you own that copyright. Mm-hmm. So. You know, if you just put the symbol down, what you're saying in effect is that I have a copyright, but you haven't actually registered it. So you don't know whether someone else has already registered a copyright. Your application operates as your notice that you you had this copyright on this particular date. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and the procedure for for copyright is is not that extensive at all. Okay. You know, so you you know it, it would it would be a simple enough process to copyright it as opposed to putting the C. 
the C, I look at it if it's not registered as about the same logic as a poor man's copyright, because okay. you're not you're not putting the copyright office on notice that you have this copyright. You're just waving a flag saying that I have the copyright. Okay, okay, okay. So we don't, we're not backing it up. So we need to go through those steps to actually do that. Now, one of our questions um, in the chat room is like, how do you actually protect the website? So do you do it the same way that you 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 know you do with copyrights to take all of that content that's on your site? And then what about as often as you change the site and when you put and add new content, does that cover? new content that's being added, or how does that work? Well, um, once you finish the website, you would get a, get it all copywritten. So you can put it as a group and copyright it, and then once you do your actual entries, if you, for example, write a really, really creative blog post, you can actually copyright that to prevent someone from taking it. I mean, for most people, okay. the, the content on their website that's really, really valuable is in the blog posts, you know, like what they, okay. you know, the writings. The rest of it is probably pretty standard, you know, okay. so you would copyright okay. your logo and your blog posts. But the rest okay. of it, like okay. the About Us page and all that, you don't have to worry about that for most people, you know. Okay, but, okay. You know, but yeah. as you do a new blog post, you might want to get it copywritten. Copy, copy those. Now, we have a question, too. Um, something about Facebook is planning to trademark the word face. I'm not sure if you heard anything about that. And I have. They want to know, um, Alter Ego wants to know, will it limit anyone's use of the word? That's a great question, face. You know, like if they want to name a business, face the facts or uh, face advertising or what have you, what, what are the parameters around that? Well, it, well, when you when you go to copyright or trademark, the purpose of it is what's important. So it's not, for example, if I'm using the word face and I'm using it for a networking medium like Facebook, you know, that's mm-hmm. fine if, if they allow me to use it, but that doesn't mean that someone that's using it for a uh, book title wouldn't be able to use it, for example, because the purpose is different than Facebook's mm-hmm. purpose. So not only is it the name, but it's also the way that it's being used. So oh, if they get okay. face for that purpose, you can still have face using it in a different purpose. You know, you can have okay. face records, you can have face socks, face books, you know, you can have anything else face other than Facebook and a networking medium. Social media. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, great, great. Well, wow, this has just been an awesome topic. We're going to have to have you back. We're going to take another quick break, come back and uh, announce, let you get your door there, and <laughs> announce uh, <laughs> our uh, winner, and then maybe take one or two more questions. we got five minutes, so let's do this here. You are tuned in to Wealthy Sisters. If you missed the first half of the show, please, please go back uh, and tune in at Wealthy Sisters. S-I-S-T-A-S dot com. We'll take this short break and be right Are you seeking stronger partnerships to leverage your strengths? Need to develop more winning strategies of success? 
Ready to increase your knowledge in the areas of investing, marketing, health and wellness, and the Green Initiative? Then join us for the second annual Winter Summit Conference and Expo, March 18th and 19th, 2011. Meet hundreds of professional women from all over the world who provide savvy advice, practical application for winning women. Reserve your space today at www.thewintersummit.com or call 1-800-917-9435, extension 805. That's right, the Winter Summit is almost here. It's like just a little more than 50 days away. And if you haven't gotten your ticket, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be sold out. And you know, we don't want to be spotted out crying. This is the best event that you can I mean, we can put everything in. Strategies. We've got a, a body language expert that's going to show you how to close the deal when you're talking to your clients as well. And then also uh, we have uh, so much more. We've, we, we've got uh, Making the Right Connections. Ms. D. Marshall is going to be handling that as well. We've got LaFern Beatty is going to be talking about moving from chaos to cash. Oh, wow, I'm telling you, this is an awesome event. March 17th through the 19th, we're doing a cruise there on the harbor on that Thursday. Thursday. Then on uh, Friday, we're going to have some dynamic workshops and even a career workshop led by Miss Abby Locke. She was a guest on our show last week. So uh, if you are in corporate America and you want to know how to break through that glass ceiling, you want to get to those executive levels, you want to be there. Trust me, this is going to be the event of all events. And uh, I'm telling you, we are excited. We just added Howard Hewitt. That's been sealed. He is really ready. We've spoken to him. He's on point. The managers and all of that are ready for us. He's going to be coming in from Kuwait uh, right after that. So he's going to be happy to see see some beautiful, beautiful people there. And uh, we're excited about that. And just so happy uh, that we will be formally announcing. We're going to give you a little sneak peek of it right now, but uh, just got Prudential to come on uh, and to partner with us. So it's going to be a phenomenal event. They are looking to work with professional women of color, so you want to be there because they're going to be going over some of, some of the top things that they're talking about and ways that they are building some key relationships. So, again, that's March 17th through the 19th. Go to thewinnersummit.com and uh, you, you you don't want to miss that. So our winner, our winner, I know you all are tuned in as we have a few minutes left, for the Professional Black Woman Businesswoman of the Year, keep saying I need to get those drum rolls there, is none other than the dynamic, super fantastic, okay, I'm not going to drag it out, Miss Cherie Cofield, yay! Congratulations, Cherie. She is the Professional Black Woman of the Year. Her twin sister, how about that, was 2010. So I tell you, it must be something in that, that blood there. Two powerhouses, and she's back-to-back. Congratulations. You guys know her. Visit her on Facebook and send out a congratulatory remark to her as well. Two minutes left. What do you want to do? You want to try to take one more quick call, or you want to share some words of wisdom before we close out, Mr. Runt? Uh, let's let's take one more quick call. All right, let's take it. Let, looks like a Philly number here. Since you're from Philly, let's represent two one five. State your name and your question real quick. Hello. 
All right, we'll go Hello? going once, going twice. Hello? Hello, state your name. Hello, real quick, we only have two yes. seconds. What's your question? My name is Bonita Grant. I'm calling from Philly, and I'd like to say hello to Ms. Mitchell Durant. And I have oh. a small business that I'm trying to establish. It's mainly through my creativity. And I have a few, um, I guess I'll call purses or pocketbooks that I'm trying to put out there. And I'm having okay, a little bit. Okay, we only bit, have 90 seconds okay. left. I'm Go having ahead a little bit of difficulty and really trying to get myself established and put my brand okay. out there on the market. All okay. Right. Can you give her your number so she can call you, uh, Ms. Billy? Absolutely. You my, number is, okay. my number is 877-374-3970. And the website is ismybrandprotected.com. Absolutely. All right. Okay, and, and thank they can you. find you on Facebook as well. Thank you for calling in. Sorry the time got away from us there. <laughs> they can they can they send you questions on Facebook as well? Absolutely. Uh, my Facebook page is Aurelia Mitchell Durant. I also have a fan page. It's called Is My Brand Protected? Beautiful, beautiful. We're going to have you back on the show. Thank you for being a part of our show today and the success team as a professional black woman. They can they can also send you questions there at www.thepbw.com uh, for any of our members there as well. We, again, look forward to uh, communicating and seeing you. We know that you're coming to the conference too, so everybody be able to connect with you there as well. So this, again, has been another great episode of Wealthy Sisters. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to catch us next week. Have a fabulous This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters brought to you by theprofessionalblackwoman.com where success is inevitable. Join Deborah Hardhead, our host, next week as she interviews another powerful, positive, progressive, wealthy sister and visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. See you next time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.